Hello everybody, how are you? I do have to say, excuse my appearances for today. My eyes are probably looking like I've been crying because I have, that's the truth. Um, we had to euthanize two horses today and it is never easy, especially when they are your faves. And hi, Miss Annette Miller, how are you? Um, it's been a really, really rough day, and Annette, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that you're first on because your uh, profile picture is with you and Dutchie, and Dutchie is one of the horses we had to put down today, and it has not been an easy day. I haven't stopped crying, but I wanted to make sure that I jumped on tonight because I did promise to bring to you um, tips on uh, injury prevention and management, so that's what we're going to try and do, um, and it would really help if you guys have a niggle or injury that you can put up um, on the chat so that um, we can go through that. And Karen Goble has her first triathlon this weekend in a long time. Very short distance, but you're going to kick ass, Karen. I'm so excited for you. And I actually think if you start off easy enough, you're going to be able to run the whole three miles for sure. Okay, so let's go through some of the typical. Um, actually, I wanted to welcome, we have two new members. Um, I'm going to quickly look them up because I cannot remember them off the top of my head unless Becky Nod is on here. Um, but we have two new members this week and one, one, one is, uh, was John and now I've forgotten his last name. Um, and we had another one and I'll just wait and see. I think, uh, I think Becky hopefully can put them on, but, um, we had two new members this week. So welcome. If you are new to the club, we're so excited to have you. Um, as you guys know, we're just getting across to HubSpot. So there's been a few little um, tweaks we've had to make um, uh, with moving across to Hub HubSpot. It's taken a few, a lot of work actually, but um, we're here today. Mark Siegel is on and we're going to talk about his offer as well, which ties nicely into um, the fact that we uh, are talking about injuries and preventing injuries and um, what the best way to manage injuries is. So, most typical injuries, um, and as I said, Mark's um, has a CBD company, which is incredible, that helps massively with inflammation and pain. So that is definitely a go-to for my tips on um, recovering from an injury and getting uh, the inflammation down and how to um, manage it if you have an injury. But let's talk about prevention first and the top injuries that we have. So um, prevention is obviously better than um, trying to manage an injury. And preventing an injury um, can be done many ways, and a lot of it is self-care. So having a really good warm-up before swim, bike, run. Um, not going into, say for swimming, not going into a heavy paddle set, doing 3K of paddles if you're not used to using paddles. Um, doing a really good warm-up with breathing and practicing your breathing technique, 357, stuff like that for your breathing. Um, and just being mindful of what you're used to in the pool. And if you haven't been used to doing strength work, um, obviously you shouldn't be throwing on paddles for a 3K set. So just being mindful of that using band and pool boy instead, something like that. So um, that's going to just help getting uh, you adapted to, to swimming and reduce the chance of you getting um, a swim injury. Um, something, say, for biking, um, a lot of common injuries with biking is doing too much big gear work um, without building yourself into that. And we do a lot of that, but we always start with one minute big gear, one minute easy. And we build in and we start at 70 cadence, and then we slowly progress down to 50 cadence, big gear work, grinding. And people tend to get hammy niggles, knee niggles, glute issues. And then a lot of the time it could do with bike setup, but a lot of the time it can be doing not being adjusted um, 
to that big gear of work. So just listening to your body is the key, making sure you have amazing setup. And backward swimming technique is everything. If you're crossing your center line, you can call it that, that hurts my arm just to do that. That can cause impingement. Um, if you're dropping your elbow, that can cause impingement. Um, if you're doing a high elbow recovery, that can cause impingement. You want open arm recovery out of the water. Um, and exiting as far back as possible. All those things can cause niggles. Um, doing too much too soon, too much strength too soon, too much speed too soon. So again, good warm up. Um, good warm down as well is so important. As we get older, we need to warm down for longer. And you'll notice if you are a perimenopause or menopause woman, which is anything above 40, really, you start to hit perimenopause. And my mother can tell you all about that as an expert expert in health and wellness and peri and postmenopause, um, peri and menopause and postmenopause. But we need to warm down and warm up better. And we have to be very, very careful doing speed work and strength work. We can do it, but we have to be very mindful that it takes a lot longer to recover our strength. We have to keep strengthening our tendons and ligaments, ligaments, um, and, and all of that as well, as you get older, is obviously harder to recover. Um, and then running, for example, again, good warm-ups to prevent um, injury, um, which would mean, honestly, when you start off running, like always start with a shuffle run. If you've got turnovers or cadence work or any speed work or any high-intensity work, most of us, especially above 40, we need to start doing at least 15 to 20 minutes very easy. The warm-up means nothing other than warming up, getting the blood in the legs. So you want to warm up really slow. And my tip for speed work is build into it. Like test the body a little bit first. Do like a one-minute build and see how you're feeling. If you feel something in the hip or the calf, back off and do it another day. But if you're feeling great, then you can start to test it like 20 seconds of a little bit of speed work, 30 seconds, a little bit of speed work, a minute, a little bit of speed work. But the best way to do it um, for us more mature athletes is to build up slowly. And instead of doing, say, starting straight after the five minute warm up, 20 seconds flat out, 40 seconds easy, you could do five by one minute, slightly build each 20 seconds, one minute easy. So prevention, as I said, is so much better. And um, preventing injuries is so much better than having to manage them. Um, okay, so good warm-up, good cool-down. Now, post-workout recovery is also the key for prevention. And doing um, mo uh, mobility and stability is obviously the key as well. We do a lot of that. Erin um, Carson is one of our trainers. We have Hugh Darnell as well. But doing mobility stability, and that's just basically going through the movements of anything where you're opening up and stretching the muscle um, and opening up your hips, stretching every single muscle group that you possibly can, and it's better to do that warm. So it's better to do that after the session. Static stretching should always be done like after the sessions. Um, and uh, before the session, you want more mobility. So movement, so this sort of stuff, leg swings, um, hip mobility, walking, um, all that sort of stuff that you'll see, I would post it many a times of Hugh's um, pre-mobility warm-up for a run. Running is where most of the injuries come from. Um, so doing a proper warm-up and doing mobility before it and then stretching afterwards. Okay, more recovery tools and more ways to prevent um, injuries is, as I said, a really good warm down and planning your sessions. So I would never recommend a really hard bike and a really hard run on the same day. And I definitely would never recommend two hard runs back to back. In fact, for most of my guys that aren't pro athletes, we don't run on consecutive days. It's a really good way to prevent injury. You want to run, and swimming and, and biking not tend to be so much unless you have some sort of a niggle, you've got to be more mindful, but 
like you would run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, or even if you're really prone to injury, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, like take three days in between after your hard run. Um, and also planning to do recovery swims afterwards and spin outs on your leg on the bike afterwards. And it's okay to do a back-to-back -back hard bike and a hard run um, on se separate days, but definitely not on one day. It would probably be okay also to do a really hard run and then a decent strength swim. I we usually do strength swims, not speed swims after a really hard, high-intensity run. So planning those sessions. Okay, more more important is after the session is getting in fuel as well. So you guys all take your F2C greens in the morning, but after a high intensity workout, you can get what's called delayed onset muscle soreness because your muscles have small microfibral tears. Okay, and the best way to recover from that is to have a protein shake. Um, I know F2C have amazing protein powders. They have uh, vegan, organic, whey, pea protein, um, with aminos and everything else you can possibly think of that you need for muscle repair. Getting that in right after a workout, a high intensity workout. And then obviously after 90 minutes, our glycogen stores are completely depleted. You're much more likely to get an injury if you don't repair them um, and your muscles become really tight and tense and drink electrolytes and fluid. Obviously during the workout and then post-workout, you definitely wanna make sure that you're getting all the electrolytes that you need post-workout because right now in summit, we are sweating so, so, so much. So um, what else? Okay, prevention. Um, using compression as one of my top ones. I was talking about this week actually, my top three were ice baths or ice cold, jumping under the shower or getting an ice cold bath or jumping in the river. Um, amazing, you gotta do it for a couple of minutes to bring your core body temperature down. It's unbelievable on the legs. My calves were tight and it completely, obviously, reduce my recovery by at least 50% quicker. So improve my recovery by about 50% quicker getting in that cold um, ice water. Um, and what else did I say? I said um, food is so important, getting the carbs in over long sessions. If you're doing like a three hour aerobic bike, you should be eating during, but you also need complex carbs afterwards. Um, and that you want that you know low glycemic index after the session. You want high GI during, but you want low after for that absorption. Um, magnesium's amazing for reducing muscle pain and muscle um, soreness. Um, obviously salt is the big kicker in sessions where you're sweating, you're gonna lose mostly salt. You don't lose a lot of anything else um, really after about three to five hours and you start to lose magnesium, potassium and all of that, but salt is so important to have salt on your food every day. If you do that, you may not even need to take salt, salt, salt um, supplements or salt tablets. You shouldn't really need it in training if you're hydrating enough. Um, and my final one that I talked about was compression. And we have a deal with stocks. I think we get 25% off. Um, and obviously my amazing go-to, you don't even need a massage if you have these, and everyone's a big fan, Mark, you'll know about these, are Normatec compression boots. Um, are unbelievable. The Hyperice Normatec compression boots are unbelievable for lymph drainage, for reducing inflammation, for massively for reducing soreness. Um, after big flights, when you have your legs all puffed up, that's all lymph drainage, and that will literally bring your legs down to normal. Um, they're amazing. And then the Hyperice Hypervolt, the Hyperice Viper, all of those recovery tools, which is like a Theragun, um, so good. I've had like a little calf strain on my lateral head of my gastrox, and I did the Hypervolt three times. And these things are kind of expensive, but we get 15% off, I think. Um, so you could probably get it for about 200 bucks. And little handheld travel ones are fine, the Hypervolt. Um, and my calf, basically my knot in my calf is almost gone after three sessions. So it's incredible. 
Um, so they're my prevention ones. Okay, they're my prevention ones. Now we can go towards management and what the kind of the main injuries that we get swim, bike, run. Um, and I want to quickly welcome the new members. Miss Annette, you're on it. James Dean and Danielle Thorbush, Ali Horner. There was one other guy that just signed up and I don't think he's joined yet, but thank you, Annette, for reminding us of those three amazing people. Please keep welcoming them if you see them on the page. Um, and Brian Obekan, I'm going to get to you. Oh, James Dean, yes, I know. Welcome, James Dean. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Brian, I will get to your question about earplugs. Yes, I will absolutely get to that. Um, but I want to quickly go through the main injuries. So uh, swimming is obviously shoulder issues, mostly impingement type stuff. And I really do believe a lot of that can be prevented. If you stay away from, if you're a new swimmer, stay away from paddles and use pool boy band for strength under the water. And do not, as a newbie, do not listen to those pool swimmers that tell you to do high elbow because that causes massive impingement. You want, how much easier is it to just roll your arm around? Like if you roll your arm around, like big open arm recovery, straighter arm, just call it like a straighter arm recovery. And the good thing about straight arm recovery is that your hand enters straight in front of you, in front of your ear. If you bend your elbow, your hand can enter anywhere. It can enter too early, but it can also cross over. But if you bring your arm right over like a windmill and rub your ear, it will land right where it's supposed to land and you start pulling as soon as you touch the water. And exit as far back as possible, like your hands almost straight through the water with the elbow up. And that will help you a lot with getting any shoulder injuries. Also, don't cross the lines. Like, don't cross your center line here because crossing the center line is also going to cause um, shoulder issues and shoulder injuries. They're the main ones for, um, for swimming. Biking, we tend to see... Um, uh, stuff with hip flexors, knees, um, hamstrings, um, uh, ITBs, TFL, but a lot of the time it's knee issues. And that can really be prevented a lot of the time by having the right bike set up. Um, a lot of people have issues with their knees because their seat is either too far forward and they'll get pain in the front of the knee. Too far back, they'll get pain in the back of the knee. Um, too high up, you'll get pain in the back of the knee because the hamstring's overextended. Or too low, um, you'll get pain probably in the hamstring and quad uh, because it's too low and you're putting too much pressure through quadriceps, which is your thighs, the front of your legs. Um, also, cleat position. If you have your cleat on and it's slightly skewed or it's a little bit different to the other one or you're biomechanically like me where you kick your left foot out, um, you have to adjust the cleat so that it can move a little bit and slightly turn it so your foot can sit out slightly. You have to adjust it for your biomechanics. And too many people get those really, I think they're the red cleats, I can't really remember, or the black ones, where your foot's locked into position and it can't move at all. You want to get the cleats so someone can help me here. I think it might be the yellow ones. I don't know what color they are anymore. I haven't raced for 10 years. But um, you want to get the ones that have a little bit of movement. Okay, and the look pedals don't seem to have that. The SPD seem to have a little more movement, which is good because if you're prone, that's if you don't have perfect biomechanics. If you have really good biomechanics and no issues, you don't have your feet turned and you've never heard anyone say, oh, I roll in, I roll out, or that foot kicks out, that foot kicks in, you'll see me, I sit pretty crooked on the bike. I have to adjust my right, sorry, it's my right one. I have to adjust my right cleat so that it sits out a little bit because otherwise I get all sorts of knee issues, hamstring issues, all of that. So sometimes the bike shop can set you up and say, oh, there's your cleat, it's on straight. I always pull the cleat all the way back as far as possible so that it's on the ball of your foot and you're pushing through the middle of the pedal. If you have the cleat all the way forward, you're gonna to tend to be towing your stroke and cleats, I believe you should be able to move them much further back than you can, but start with moving them further back and remember, do them a little loose and just get that feel of where you want them to be. And then while they're on the bike, tighten them 
while they're in the pedal so you can get that right position. Sometimes when you click it out, it'll move again, but you wanna make sure you look at the cleat, say, oh, I need to get that left heel out a little bit, so I'm gonna have to, to get that left heel out, I'm gonna have to turn the cleat in a little bit. So it's the opposite, it's counterintuitive. Um, so they're the main issues for um, bike, bike injuries. Um, running, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. There's so many, um, but the common ones that I've had with my athletes and with you guys that I've noticed has been plantar fasciitis, um, shin splints and parent, uh, perineal issues, which is really shin splints, compartment syndrome, um, Achilles issues, which again is related again to plantar in a sense, um, and knee issues as well. Um, and all of that can be helped with good technique. Again, good technique, good shoes, um, and really good warm up and warm down and just building up your running really slowly. So, um, plantar fasciitis, um, the best way to cure that, I believe is the foot roller. It looks kind of like this and you roll your foot over it. Um, and remember guys with any chronic injury, like plantar fasciitis, uh, Achilles issues, um, calf strain. Okay. If it's an acute calf strain, you feel it go, then ice is good. But anything that's a chronic ish issue that is inflammatory, Ice is not always good. I don't really like ice at all unless it's acute injury and you feel you roll your ankle and sprain your ankle or you feel your calf pop and tear and you can see the bruise or you feel it. The first like few minutes, um, sorry, the first few days, 24 or 48 hours, ice is good. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. They say that compression is great as well. But for chronic stuff, you don't want to reduce the inflammation by putting ice on it. I always recommend to do the compression um, and to do this like light movement, light massage on it, foam rolling on it. Um, but don't do the ice because the inflammation is what heals the injuries. And um, you're better off doing stuff like compression and um, Theragun work or Hypervolt work, I should say. Um, and just helping that inflammation along rather than stopping it because it's trying to heal itself. And time off is the best thing. But let it be inflamed, but take the time off. So plantar fasciitis, good shoes, good arch support. Um, the green inner soles are amazing. I think that's what they're called. There's these, they're called greens, I think, and they're inner soles. There's so many good arch support you know, um, products out there now. Um, there's also, um, gosh, I can't remember the name now. Mark, what's the name of the arch supports that we use at Tony Robbins? Those amazing inner soles. They're unreal. And we are getting to you. Um, and really good shoes with arch support. If you have plantar fasciitis can sometimes be from really flat feet or really high arches or just bad, um, stability on your feet. So doing mobility, stability work, one leg balance stuff, balancing on the, um, BOSU ball, um, getting a latex band around your toe and doing inversion, eversion, plantar flexion, dorsiflexion, that will help with um, strengthening all the ligaments and tendons um, for your foot. Um, and then calf strains, oh my God, I can tell you everything about calf and Achilles. So again, that's just having honestly tight um, calves um, and tight Achilles is just from workload and a lot of the time for running on the ball of your foot can cause that straight away, so build into it. But if you can foam roll your calf and use a hypervolt or any sort of Theragun massage gun on a strain that you feel or a knot, that will honestly heal it, I believe, at least 50% faster. And it depends on the strain. If it's a grade four tear and you feel it go, like you see those guys running the 100 and they sprint and they do their hammy, if it's like that, then you're going to need much more time off and that's not necessarily going to be a huge help. It will help a little bit, but you'll still need time off. And the management's the same. It's just time off. Um, 
and knees, same thing with swelling and stuff. Sometimes you get the patellofemoral type thing from riding and running where your knee swells up, and that's just from a tight, usually tight quads. Or again, lack of stability when you're hitting the ground. You put like 10 times through your body weight when you're running hard, so it's a lot of pressure through your body. That's like for me, like 10, that's 600 kilos. Okay, so go to Osteo Strong and get your bones and ligaments and tendons strength, strengthen them there. Um, and yeah, Mark's just reminding me of the inner soles. They're called A-Line. They're amazing. So look that up, guys, A-Line. And if you're interested in trying a pair, I swear by them. They're unbelievable. They're the most amazing support in your shoes. Mind you, if you do get a really good pair of shoes, you shouldn't really need that so much. But some of you that are really, um, the mechanics is really off, that you it would really help you to get that. Superfeet greens, they're amazing. Yes, yes, yes. They're the other ones. But I actually think A-Line's even better. Um, okay, so we are going to talk about some other recovery stuff for... Um, for you guys that I really have found has helped me and our horses and it is CBD and please post your questions if you have them I'm going to get to you Brian I promise Brian Obercon it's so great to have you in the house by the way um, CBD now Mark if you can just type in how it works because I have no idea I know that it is a plant um, plant healing medicine it's healing medicine from plants Melissa Etheridge obviously is a big fan of that too Mark's CBD, and he'll write this up, everything about his product, is all, this is what I love about it, it's all organic, it's all certified, um, and it's also um, unbelievable for inflammation, for healing. I can really tell, I haven't had my CBD for about a week, and I can really, really tell that I haven't used it. I ran out, um, and Mark right now has a massive sale, because he has to rebrand, 40% off all 1,000 microgram um, tinctures, which is unbelievable. I just ordered four of them in the lemon flavor and I saved like almost $200. So he's also doing, which absolutely works. And I'm not trying to sell here guys, cause we don't get anything out of this. I just, it's just an amazing product. Um, it's a roll on CBD is amazing. I don't think there's a discount on that at the moment, but the spray is just as good, if not better. There's a spray as well. And if you are sore, say you have a sore neck and you spray it on there, this is why I totally believe in this and I totally believe it works. It's my lower back, my L4, L5, I have a disc bulge and I was sitting in business mastery next to Mark and I kept rubbing my back and he's like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I said, oh, my back's just playing up. It's so, so sore. And he got this roller out and he goes, go whack that on there and then come back. I was like, okay. And it took 90% of the pain away and that lasted a few hours. And then I put it on again, it lasted a few hours. It's amazing. And I think the tinctures work really good also for longevity. But Mark was telling us that um, that people are using the tinctures, the CBD, and again, all organic, all certified, 100% certified. I know Melissa's still working on her certification, and I don't know if they're organic or not, but I'm big for that. So this is for us, for athletes, just having the CBD with no risk of THC for our athletes is why I'm promoting this one because I'm so worried um, about, you know, you guys get drug tested. We cannot have THC in our bodies. So I'm very, very skeptical on anything that's not truly tested and certified. And it's there's a link right there, you guys. And Mark, if you could put the code up, um, go for it, guys, because it's going to sell out. Like, and once it sells out, it's going to go back to the normal prices and it's bloody worth it. So you get 40% off the tinctures, 30% off, off the roll-on, sorry, off the spray. Um, works unbelievable, un, un, unbelievable. And um, Ali, there you go. He's putting it up there, TSTC30. Mark, you're amazing. Thank you for doing that for us. We're so grateful. We're the only ones getting that huge discount, guys. This is this is massive. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, people are buying it for their horses um, for anxiety. Now, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of anxiety when Siri was going through her treatment. 
and um, this CBD helped me get to sleep as well. I took melatonin and my magnesium and my CBD at night and it helps you sleep. It's amazing for anxiety. So a lot of the um, horse trainers have seen it because obviously you can't have placebo with a horse and they're using it for, and we've got it for our horses now, um, for anxiety. And then they're using the spray for any pain, like muscle pain, tendon pain, any of that. And it's working unbelievable. So yeah, it's really helps with anxiety. It honestly does. And I, I always recommend a thousand microgram. I don't think you can OD on CBD. I know you can't, you can on THC, but this is THC free, guaranteed. Um, so if you guys are feeling like you want to try it, definitely, definitely try it. Um, you're amazing, Mark. Thank you. Okay, let us know anything else I'm forgetting about that because um, I didn't know if Mark was going to jump on or not, but I just went and bought mine because I want to stock up. Um, but let us know, you guys. I'm going to go through now. Um, oh, the gummies are awesome as well. Um, Siri actually takes them before her um, speaking gigs to calm her. Um, okay, Brian, tips on swimmer's ear, earplugs and a cap and what just keeps messing things up. Okay, swimmer's ear. Yes, okay, I was going to say something too about vertigo. I used to get vertigo when I was swimming and, and like almost dizziness. And I realized it was because I would even get a droplet of water in my ears, very sensitive eardrums from swimming so many years since I was like 16, getting water in my ears that if I don't wear earplugs, I get, I get tinnitus and I get dizziness and I get... Um, headache and I can get ringing in the ears, swimmer's ears. So I use the putty, all of the, like the big thing of putty and use that and can't hear anything, but that's okay. Um, and then um, swimmer's ear, I actually have, um, there's something called swimmer's ear, I think, Brian. And I actually got Lindsay, Cor not Lindsay Corbin, one of my athletes sent me four containers of it. I think I still have one. And if I do, I'm going to send it to you because it works amazing. In Australia, there's a thing called aqua ear. AQUA, maybe look up that on Amazon, Aqua Ear, that will get rid of um, swimmer's ears straight away and get rid of the water. But um, there is one, I think it's called swimmer's ear, I don't know, but I'm going to go have a look in my um, bathroom for you because I used to get ear pain all the time and um, you may need to get your ears blown out. It could be a little bacterial thing, but you've probably had antibiotics before. It could be that as well. There's a little infection in there and that's causing the pain and that's why it's not going away. But you may need to get Sofredex. I don't know what it's called here, but you may need to just get a script from the doctor um, just to kick that. And in Australia, it's called Sofredex, S-O-F-R-A-D-E-X. But I know in the States, it's called something else, but it, it bloody works as well. So I would treat it with that first and don't swim. Heal it, wear your earplugs, and then use the aqua ear or use the swimmer's ear after that. And that's a great question because I have dealt with this so many times. Ryan, I feel your pain. <laughs> Um, Megs is going to use CBD for post-op pain. Now, guys, Megan is a doctor, okay, and she is saying that she's going to use it. So there you go. There You've heard it from the horse's mouth right there and from our veterinarian today. She said, oh, I wish I had CBD in my neck sore. And I'd asked her like a year ago, what are your thoughts on CBD? And she said, oh, there's no real proof. And then she tells me about all these case studies now with horses. I'm like, yeah, I told you a year ago it works. <laughs> um, here we go. Here is a treatment for sore ear, swimmer's ear. Our doctor here, Megs. Thank you, Megsy. 50-50 white vinegar and rubbing alcohol and drops into ear after swimming. Oh, good. 50-50 white vinegar and rubbing alcohol and drop it into ear in a, in a droplet. So you could use the same CBD tincture and drop it in there with that. But maybe putting CBD in your ear might help too. <laughs> All right. Any other questions, you guys? 
I'll wait here for a little bit. Let me know if you have any anyone because we are talking about injury. Um, it does burn actually. Get ready for it to burn because the aqua ear burns as well. And if it is a really bad burn, um, that usually means you might have a mild infection. I noticed that with my ears. Then you might need the Sofridex. Megzi, what's the thing that you would call, it's like an antibiotic for your ear. In Australia, it's called Sofridex. Um, but I don't know what it's called in the States. I'm going to look up what, what's in the ingredients here. Let's see. See if it comes up. Okay, medicine to use to treat inflammation. Okay, so Brian, you want to ask your doctor for uh, antibiotic and it's framcetine sulfate and gramacetin. I don't even know what that is, but that's what you want to ask for. So tell them to look at the generic form of Sofridex and yeah. Okay, I don't know what it's called in the States, but it's called, uh, don't know. But Sofridex is the bomb, it's amazing. Merle, hi Merle, how are you? Merle is asking, what is a good way, be a good way coming back from ankle injury? Um, so what, I can help you, yes. What, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean coming back to running? Um, it depends what the injury is, how long you've had off and all of that. Um, but if it, yeah, let us know what the injury is and how long you've been have you been running at all? How long you've had off? And then I could probably help answer that a little bit better. Um, oh, here we go. And Mary McDonald is saying it is called Ciprodex in the UD, in the UD, oh U US. Okay, so there you go, Brian. There you go. You're going to go. I think you can get it over the counter um, without a script, Brian. So have a look. Okay, so Ali has um, cramps during the swim. So Ali, it could be salt, it could be magnesium. My mum used to get leg cramps and thought it was from varicose veins. She got her varicose veins stripped and she still gets leg cramps. So most of the time it's due to dehydration, but there are other sometimes physiological reasons that people cramp that we just can't work out. No one's really worked out. But I would say definitely have your electrolytes beforehand, like make sure... Um, you have enough electrolytes leading into it and salting your food as well um, would totally help. Um, okay, we're asking about the ankle injury here at Mill. She sprained her ankle. I've been water running. Oh, my God. Siri did exactly the same thing a while back, and I'll tell you how it happened. It was horrible. So we didn't really have a fight, but she wanted to go flat, and I wanted to go up the hill, and there was like a, a road that split. And I was like, well, I want to climb, and she's like, well, I want to go this way. And I said, well, I'm going to go up the hill, babe. I'll see you back at home. We went to give each other a kiss. And then she took off, I took off. We're kind of both upset with each other because we weren't running together and we planned to run together. Anyway, she looked back over her shoulder to see if I would, because sometimes I just give in and I'll just run her away or she'll usually just run my way, to be honest. She gives in. She was looking over her shoulder to see if I was going to actually go her way because she couldn't believe I was leaving her. And she fell down a pothole, freaking snapped every ligament in her ankle. It was horrific. It was massive. And she had to have four weeks off. So I would say water running, I'm so proud of you for water running because, honestly, you can cardiovascularly, people worry about this with, with taking time off running. If you're doing the workouts on the bike and the swim and getting all the intensity in that, you're not going to lose cardiovascular fitness, but what you lose is like feel, is run feel, and you, you'll get that from water running, which is amazing, but you'll also just lose a little bit of that 
run feel like the, the impact like your body used to like hitting the ground so that's the only thing that you could really you really lose and people think oh, i've lost all my run fitness there's no such thing as losing run fitness or bike fitness or swim fitness because cardiovascularly fitness is just heart and lungs how fit are your heart and lungs okay it doesn't change but what you do lose is the feel and your body just isn't used to especially for running that jarring so i would say coming back we have an amazing back to come back to running program and Sirius talked about this multiple times and i think we have a podcast on it as well you might have to look it up but i'll see if i can find it um when you come back to running from a sore ankle um i would probably run to be safe on the treadmill um or very flat ground even grass is not ideal because you're still trying to stabilize and make sure you're still doing all your stability mobility which i talked about your inversion aversion plantar flexion dorsiflexion with obviously um a latex you know like a latex band around you and doing all those strengthening balancing on one leg all the time and doing it closing your eyes um on a bosu get it really strong and it will never probably be honestly as strong as it was if it was a really bad roll mine from basketball i snapped every ligament and my right foot still turns in from that when i was like 16 years old that was when my father said it's either basketball or a triathlon you can't do both this is not going to be conducive for each other and i chose triathlon it worked out all right for me but um i would say um when you come back the biggest thing is flat flat surface really good stability shoes and do not try and run you want to shuffle because it's a weight bearing and just getting those ligaments and tendons all used to it again. So I would, the first run that I would do from four weeks off would be one minute shuffle, like literally. Like I was a 3.45 minute uh, K runner, like three, three minutes 45 seconds per, per K kind of thing, with the over 21 K. I would be doing it at like six and a half minute Ks. So instead of running 16, like 10 miles an hour, I would be running it at like five. So if your normal run speed is like seven, you want to shuffle it like three and a half, four miles an hour. And that's freaking slow, but that's what you want to be at. And you want to do five by one minute. Then two days later, don't do consecutive. Two days later, try like 10 by one minute. Then two or three days later, try 15 to 20 of them. And then the next week, go two to three minute shuffle, one minute walk. The next day, two to three minute shuffle, but build up from three to four, four to six, eight to 10 of them. By four weeks, you should be up to like back to almost one hour nonstop running, but you won't hit that for four weeks. And that's how you build up no speed work. Um, unless it feels amazing, no speed work. And if you wanted to do a bit of build stuff or up, up tempo, changing pace, I would do it on the treadmill just so it's more stable. Um, I'm probably being really conservative here, but that's the best way to build up. It's just that stability. You have to get that stability back. So definitely two weeks of building up and then see how you go and don't start doing massive speed work. Do kind of build, changing pace, up tempo, one minute up tempo, one minute easy and build back into it. And I can tell you after four weeks, you'll be back to where you were if you're really careful and you won't have lost a lot if you're doing all the intervals and hard work on the swim and the bike. You won't have lost any cardiovascular fitness. So just, you just lose the feel. You just feel kind of not great for the first week or two because you're just getting that run feel back. Um, okay, any other questions, you guys? I feel like that was a really good question, a really good question about the ear um, infections as well. Let me know if you have any questions. You can buy compression um, actual socks, like just the ankle height ones where it compresses your ankle a little bit. So that might be something to think about, just buying that supportive um, compression sock, not the sleeve where it goes up your calf, just the actual sock part. Um, you can buy them and they're really good for people who have had ankle injuries and stuff like that. 
Um, okay, I don't see any more questions. Welcome, Patrice. How are you? Good to see you on. Ruben, good to see you on. How are you? Mary, Meryl, Ali, Brian, thank you so much for being on. Annette, um, Mark, thanks for being on. So great to have you on. Okay, Megs is saying lasso socks are amazing. I haven't, I have heard of those, but we are sponsored by Stocks Compression, and obviously we have our Normatec compression boots. But the ankle sock, maybe that's what she's talking about, lasso. So look those up, guys. L A S S O. Oh, my visor is one sec. I'm gonna grab. Oh no, we don't have one. Yes, we do. I have a net. So let me go grab a visor real quick. Be back. Hold there, guys. I'm gonna be back in one. So I was only sent a sample. Siri gave hers to Jeannie and I am giving mine to Annette. So these are our new visors. They're amazing. I should have had it on, but I didn't really want to wear it because it's going to Annette. So they've got Teams with Tricom on the back. Now we voted on this and 70% of people wanted this color. It's just amazing. Look at that. Okay, so... Um, these cost us almost 25 bucks to, to buy. So we are selling them for 30 because postage is about $7. So it's 30 and I think maybe five for postage or it might be free postage in the US. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. And what I love you guys about the Team Series Tri Club BOCO, B-O-C-O um, performance visor is that it is seriously stylish and comfort fit and moisture wicking fabric. That is a moisture wick wicking fabric as well that is like a headband that's like look at that it's almost like a um what would you call that i don't even know what you call it but it's like a headband inside the actual hat these are beautiful and they last forever i wash mine like seriously three times a week look how old this is okay this headband still works i'm giving a good plug here because these things are freaking amazing this is uh seven years old Still looks amazing. I mean, it doesn't look that amazing, but look at it. It still sits perfect. It's been in the wash. It's been in the dryer. And that's exactly what this is going to look like. They're absolutely gorgeous. And, um, yeah, I think they're $30. And the link, I don't know where it is. <laughs> um, I posted it the other day. You can do PayPal too, you guys. We do have a link for it, and I'll have to get it to you guys. Um, I don't know if Becky's on. But this is going to Miss Annette. Miss Annette, this is on its way to your house. It's our only one we have right now because the others are on their way here. But um, if you PayPal $30 to TeamSuitsTriClub at gmail.com, um, it's supposed to be $35, I think, for postage as well. But if you, um, I'm going to put, put it in here. If you PayPal me now, I'll let you guys have it for $30. So it's just, um, here we go. So it's just Team Sirius Tri Club. Whoops, Tri Club, I'm typing it in. This is our PayPal. This is the only way that I can tell you how to pay right now. Um, and just do the $30 and add your address guys, add your address because otherwise I'm going to have to try and find it in HubSpot. It's a nightmare. Becky's going to kill me for doing this because we have a HubSpot shop, HubSpot shop merchandise store that's about to start. But, um, yeah. Well, if you don't like pink, we can all, we have still have the other one. So don't worry. We still have the blue. I'm actually with you. I don't love pink either on visors. I wanted the blue and we still have plenty of those. So we just have both. So you guys, <laughs> you can have whatever you like. But the vote went to pink. I was very surprised that it went pink, blue. And that's, as you know, guys, that's our branding for the year now because we'll change it up every year or two. But our branding right now is, um, is it aqua, turquoise in pink. So I guess it was good that they chose pink. <laughs> 
Um, okay, guys, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm just looking at my nose right now. I think, Megs, what do you think, Dr. Megan? I feel like I need to get that checked. There's like a sunspot right on the end of my nose, and I just noticed it. Um, I just had my skin checked, so I hope they checked that. But I was just looking at it going, there is a sunspot on my nose that I need to get checked. Karen Goble, I'm going to send you one. Please don't – my platinum athletes don't have to buy visors. You guys get one. All my platinum athletes, my one of my athletes, Megs, you too, do not buy one. You're getting one. So Megs and Karen, you are getting a visor um, for my platinum athletes that, you know, pay me a fortune each month to coach them. God bless them. So you guys are getting a visor. And um, I'm going to send it to you, but I just don't have them yet. So please don't go and pay for them or I will kill you. <laughs> please don't go. Yeah, I am sunburned. It's Australia. I was in Australia for a week. My little sisters had some medical stuff going on and I was over there supporting her. And yeah, mm. um, sunspot is just like, I don't know. I think it could be a pre-cancer type of thing. It's definitely not cancer because I just had my skin checked, but... All right, guys, have an get your skin checked while I'm on this. I mean, I'm pink. I should have had sunscreen on today. I was out there for 30 minutes. I got burned. Um, get your skin checked every year, you guys. You should be getting your skin checked every single year. And girls, you should be getting your breast checked every single year. And women over 40, 45, you should be having colonoscopies. And men as well. Do your due diligence, please. Yes, my twin, my identical twin sis. My little sis. My little sis. She's still my little sis, even though she's much more mature. Than I am. She's definitely the older sis, but <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Please say a little prayer for the two horses we lost today. Their names, if you are into praying, are Duchess and Duke, and they'd appreciate your little prayers while they're crossing the Rainbow Bridge. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you, Annette. You're special. <laughs>